Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 24, where we're discussing Man of Science, Man of Faith, from season 2 of Lost. Damn it! You alright, brother? Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Take it easy. Keep the weight off. Let me look. Damn. Does this hurt? You haven't sprained it then? I don't fancy your chances of catching up with me tonight, though. I wasn't trying to catch up. Aye, of course you went. What do you know about sprains, anyway? I was almost a doctor once. <laughs> Small world. You're a doctor, then? So what's your excuse? Excuse? For running like the devil's chasing you. My excuse? I'm training. Training for what? For a race around the world. Impressive, I know. <laughs> so your excuse might be good, brother. Just trying to work a few things out. Ah. Uh... I go, right? A patient. No, but a girl patient. What's her name? Her name's Sarah. What'd you do to her then? Do to her? You must have done something worthy of this self-flagellation. I told her. I made a promise I couldn't keep. I told her I'd fix her and couldn't. Failed. Just one thing. What if you did fix her? I didn't. Well, what if you did? <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't. Why not? Because with her situation, that would be a miracle, brother. Uh, and you don't believe in miracles? <laughs> right. Well, then... I'm going to give you some advice anyway. You have to lift it up. Lift it up. Your ankle. you got to keep it elevated. <clears throat> it's been nice chatting. Jack. Jack. I'm Desmond. Well, good luck, brother. See you in another life, yeah? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode from Season 2 of Lost. This is Episode 24, as we said. And we're discussing man of science, man of faith, and we will get to that discussion in a minute. But first off, I wanted to start off, and uh, and Anton, I wanted to get your idea okay. on... Um, 
what's this all about so far? You've had one season plus one episode, and I'd like to know what your thoughts are so far. Okay, well, um, yeah, this might be entertaining to go back and listen to later, but uh, I'm sure it will be, actually. <laughs> go uh, for it. Just just take it and run. Okay, well, uh, like we said, uh, just um, I'm, I know nothing more than the first episode of season two at this point, and looking back... Um, my theory is um, probably, uh, well, I guess I got a couple theories here. My first one would be that uh, I'll stick with the idea that there's some type of like researching going on. Like there's some type of team of someone that's evaluating these uh, people mm-hmm. that have been brought to this island. I mm-hmm. do believe they were brought. I don't right. believe it was just some you know, fluke that they, they crashed onto this island and the Gilligan Island thing going on. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. I believe that they were brought to this island for some type of, uh, observation, um, and to, uh, I, I guess hash out some of those demons in their, their past. Right. And, um, go through, uh, different things to help them with that. Uh, and, and, uh, I'm, 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 that, that's my that's one of my theories. My second theory uh, is that they are uh, dead uh, mm-hmm. in some sense, um, and there's a few reasons why I, I think that. Um, but um, this, I think, the second uh, the second season, the first episode, kind of makes me think that more because even like from the f- opening clip, uh, the character Desmond mm-hmm. says, "We'll see you in an, an, another another life. I'll see you right. in another life." And maybe he's just being. Maybe it was he was referring to this other life of the island. But um, it just seems like uh, like there's too many things that are impossibilities unless mm-hmm. they're actually never. You know, one of my theories was that there never was an actual crash that these people were somehow like made placed to believe, on the island. Made yeah. to believe, yeah. Because I just don't see how they could follow Sky and get uh-huh. a few bumps and bruises and be sure. okay. So, yeah. so I mean, that's my. My small, I mean, this, I mean, I don't know how I can come up with a small little idea like that out of like <laughs> a whole season, but that's all, I mean, honestly, I have it to grab a hold of at this point. Yeah, I think it's what's really hard about, you know, trying to establish some sort of theory on what's going on in this show is like at the same time you're trying to, to verbally describe this theory, your mind's trying to plug <laughs> through all the little bits of information yeah. the show has given you. Yeah. And it's like, well, but this happened and that kind of goes against what I was exactly. thinking. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, if I had to, to, to erase everything that I know about the show after yeah. season one or episode one of season two, I'd probably be right along there with you. I mean, it definitely looks like, you know, it's a group of people who were placed on this island yeah. and they're being studied um, by a group of, of scientists or something. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, maybe these others are scientists or something. They didn't look very sciencey, but uh, yeah, but well, I mean, but, maybe. But I mean, they may. Ha- I mean, it doesn't like it that they come out in their play. white lab coats. <laughs> it could be you know, all played up, jogging yeah. down the you know, yeah, the beach. Exactly. It's not. It's going to break the illusion where if they sure. if they're kind of these mysterious others and exactly. they appear out of the jungle and you know interfere with their experiments when they have to, but otherwise just kind of stay out of the way. Yeah. You know, then it's it's a little more plausible. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're onto something there, um, but. Yeah, I'm sure it'll change as soon as we start to get more information I'm about sure. the show. Yeah, no the doubts. only thing that, that does stick out to me, though, is the whole idea of them being so obsessed with the kids. Yeah. Like baby Aaron, you know, trying to come and take him away and them kidnapping Walt or Walt. Uh-huh. 
And it's like, there's something special about the kids. They haven't taken any adults yet, my other the- than Claire. Yeah, well, my theory of that, and this is, once again, my first season theory, mm-hmm. uh, is that um, the kids, both those kids were unwanted children. Sure, yeah. Um, so you got w- what would set up Michael mm-hmm. re going after his son that getting to obtain something that he lost um, and actually wanting uh-huh. uh, Walt because in, in the last part of um, season one we see where he's even talking on the phone with his mother and he's like maybe I was kind of maybe thinking you could take him you know it's like yeah. he's got him but he doesn't really want him mm-hmm. with Claire she had planned to give him away that was the reason why she was leaving Australia to begin with yeah so right. I, you know, I think, well, I, I thought it was another one of those uh, things that they could you yeah. know, overcome. And- but I do distinctly remember having the thought um, at the very, t- toward the very beginning of season two, it's like what they're subjecting all of these people to is pretty intense. Yeah, it and is. It's like they're trying to find a way to safely remove the children from this, these yeah, events. It's, it's true. That's what I was talking like about It's like they're taken to a safe haven so they can be kept and watched over. I thought about that too. I was while like, the adults go through yeah. and <laughs> get their punishment. Like it's know? totally in, you know, it'd be against like, you'd have like the uh, child protection service, like knocking down your door. Uh-huh. If you're, you're yeah. some type of, if they want to remain members of the better <laughs> business bureau, they got to make sure and pro- provide for those I'm kids. reporting them. I'm yeah. serious. <laughs> But, but yeah, that, that's, that's, I wanted to really get an idea of where you're at now. We can kind of keep up. I'm in the dark, along. but you know, but, yeah. <laughs> I, but I, I love being there. So yeah, it's so much fun. You never yeah. had more fun being lost than you know Ex- you do watching. Lost. Exactly. Well, let's jump into it. I mean, the first thing obviously is that, you know, the hatch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a guy who, whilst they've been doing all this stuff on the Island, this guy's been living down there in this hatch. Yeah. I, you know, when I first saw this like guy, I started trying because you just see his body and like you never see a face. You uh-huh. just see, and um, I thought it was Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of looking from the yeah, back. Just, yeah, just just kind of like the way his body, his physique is, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And but then, uh, and then when you know that it's not, I just I can't believe there's somebody living down there. And the fact that the bottom side of the hatch said quarantine. Right. Well, I'm sure we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking. What in the world is someone living in a island floor for? Right. You know, and this guy it looked like his uh, his apartment was set up or whatever it oh, was yeah. set he up had nice, like, nice washing washer and dryer yeah. down there. Like I, I wish I'd have made notes of all the things he had down there. But yeah, like paintings on the walls. Oh um, yeah, you know the washer and dryer, all of his appliances, exercise equipment. He had his smoothie maker. Yeah, he was definitely down there for the long term. <laughs> yeah, you know, this wasn't like he was there for the weekend and then he was leaving. No, no, not at all. Actually, I thought, wow, Hurley was kind of close. Yeah, you yeah. know, as like his theory was. There a are lot. probably some Twinkies in the yeah, cabinet, maybe. You know? <laughs> well, I don't think I got a health nut, but maybe yeah. there's Twinkies and, and there's <laughs> definitely food down there. Right now, the thing I made note of is, you know, the guy as soon as the explosion happens, of course, the explosion where they open up the hatch. He goes on alert. You know, he gets into this weird uniform, like a jumpsuit uniform, yeah, uh-huh. puts on a gun. You know, he already has this contraption set up with mirrors and a telescope yeah. so he can look at the area where the hatch opening was. Right. It's kind of it's kind of hard to describe, but it's like he's in one part of the hatch. It's a pretty big area. Yeah, it really. is. Yeah. And he can look from wherever he was at with the telescope through all the different tunnels and parts of the hat to yeah. the, the underground. I don't know what we want to call this thing that just the hatch. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This underground hatch, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> House. Yeah. This underground apartment. <laughs> yeah. 
um, he can look through all the tunnels and everything with this the, these mirrors right. to the area where the the shaft going up to the the ground level was at. Right. So he can basically watch it, and if there's someone coming, um, so he's you know sits his mirrors, he gets them all aligned so he can look at that mm-hmm. area, and that's when we see you know Locke and Jack staring down the opening again. Yeah. Uh huh. And so it, it looks to me like he's he works there. Yeah, it does look like some type of uh, place. Yeah, that he, I mean, especially his outfit and the way mm-hmm. he's prepared would seem like it is a like, place of work. Maybe he's stationed there. Sure, what might be exactly. A more applicable, yeah, yeah uh-huh. thing to say. But yeah, it's like he's his job is to be down there for whatever reason, right? And oh, we can't forget either that the very first thing we see is we hear the beeping. Of yeah, like a the a, computer. Yeah. That, I thought it was we like see the prompt on the like, computer, like like doctors. You know, I thought it was like a in another Jack flashback. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like it know, was a monitor. Yeah, or monitor yeah. Of some sort. But but then he types something into the computer. Yeah. Hits execute mm-hmm. and the beeping stops. So he's definitely doing something, executing something. Yeah. So yeah, he's down there doing a job of some kind. Yeah. And he gets into his uniform. He gets grabs his guns. So he's definitely been prepared in some way for a, some kind of attack or intrusion yeah. by someone else uh-huh. or maybe against the others. I don't, you know, that's what I was trying to think. I was like, is this guy, is this guy another, you know, Danielle type mm-hmm. or is he part of this others that is, because I was wanting to see as he would execute if the weather changed. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, there's something <laughs> he types in rain execute. Yeah, yeah. It's something that happened on the Island. Like uh-huh. he's, you know, he's definitely Truman showing me here. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's that's an interesting theory. If if this is kind of a Truman Show thing, or even if it is just a science experiment, right? Maybe this guy somehow like commands Central, yeah. You know, for all the things that happen on the island. That maybe that security system and right. Yeah. Or back to Walt's comic or Hurley's comic book. You know, the dome, the glass yeah, dome over exactly. the island. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like he might be in control of of the different parameters right. and you know the weather, whatever on the island. Exactly. That's kind of my. It goes along with my first theory of the the experiment. Uh-huh. You know. So. And of course, we do see later that kind of dome part of the of the the hatch. Yeah, that was like the command center of some sort. I so mean, yeah, there's there's definitely something there. Definitely, because Jack almost touches the keyboard at that point and. Right. Yeah, we'll probably talk about that whole scene because it's kind of interesting. Well, there's one point on my notes, and we're 15 minutes into the episode already. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, the um, I made note that you know the the ladder is broken, you know, in the hatch, so yeah. they, won't, they won't be able to get everyone down like they were hoping to. Is the ladder broken though? Do you think from? And I'm asking because I don't know the explosion, but it broke like like part way down. Yeah. To me, it looked like it was just an old rusted ladder that had broken off a it long just time fell ago. fell down into the shaft or like they were, you know, or here's an idea. It was broken because they didn't want the guy that was down there. That's what I thought. It's like they, it. they climbed up, broke it off, sealed the thing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that was kind of what I thought, you know, but because I definitely didn't think the explosion did it because yeah, it yeah, would have fell so. all the way down. In. But, um, yeah, they they can't get everyone down there to, to protect them from the others. So, you know, that idea is out. Right. But Locke is still insistent on going down there. Yeah. To find out, find out what's going on. I'm kidding. 
which I'm glad he is because it would have been terrible if we had to wait okay. for like the second episode to see what was down in that hatch. I <laughs> wish I was kind of like on that like lost committee, you know, and I'd be like, hey, let's just not go to that hatch at all for this yeah. whole season. <laughs> yeah. But they'd spend the entire season arguing about whether yeah, or not we're not they going. Go. Yes, we are. Jack, know? I'm going down there. No, you're not, Locke. <laughs> like a yeah. 23 episodes of that. Yeah. <laughs> and Locke, yeah, Locke shows up on the beach. Jack, I've been thinking about it, and I'm really going to go down this time, <laughs> this no time matter what you happening. say. <laughs> what right do you have to keep me from going That's, down there? <laughs> I have, you know, I'm in charge. You guys put me in charge. Just back and forth. Yeah. I'm so glad they didn't do that. Oh, kind of. Okay. Fun. Moving on. Here. Yes, please. Uh, character bit. Uh, we see Jack in the emergency room with two people, a mm-hmm. woman who was hit head on by an SUV. Right. And a Mr. Adam Rutherford. Mm-hmm. Who do you have any clue who that was? Well, Adam Rutherford. I just assume was the guy she hit head on. He was. Okay, just you're saying asking me. Yeah, let's refresh the story here. Okay. Um, just to go back and recap. Um, we found out in Do No Harm that Sarah was in an accident. Yeah. Her tire blew. She flipped over a center median and was hit head on by an SUV. Right. In this clip, we see her in the hospital uh-huh. as well as the guy in the SUV that hit her. Yeah. But the guy in the SUV's name was Adam Rutherford. Uh-huh. Adam Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> Just not to give it a moment. Yeah, I'm going to give it a moment. Okay, hold on one second. All right. Adam Rutherford. Well, I, only Adam I know is Claire's baby, but that doesn't make sense. And then any connection there. And then. Okay, hold on. Who's died? <laughs> yeah, think about the characters, the backstories that they have. Oh, uh, no, lost it. <laughs> I had okay, something. here, I'm going to tell you. Okay, you tell me. There is someone on the island with the last name Rutherford. Uh-huh. Yeah. And her name is Shannon. Oh, you know what? I would have never got that. Yep. Shannon Rutherford, her father had died. Yeah, okay, now you remember. And she, we, I think we even knew he was in a car accident. I don't know if we knew for sure, but her dad, Adam Rutherford was killed by by crashing into Sarah. Sarah. Or Sarah crashing into him. Yeah, Sarah crashing yeah. into him. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I totally would have missed that because I was so, you know, encapsulated you know, yeah. on to <laughs> Sarah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it took me a long time after I saw that episode to realize that. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, he, he was Shannon's dad. And we also found out that he died at 8.15 a.m. Yeah, 8.15. The flight number, 8.15. Here we go again. And 8 and 15 are both numbers in our sequence, too. Are they Hurley numbers, too? Yeah. Four, yeah, Hurley, eight, yeah, yeah 15, that's right. Yeah. 16, yeah. 23, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, the woman is Sarah, who Jack later married. Right. You know, and she made the comment, I want to dance at my wedding. Mm-hmm. She was engaged. Right. Uh, we find out prior to this. Uh, yep. And um, I, I was, it was kind of a weird conversation between her fiance. We will get to okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now, always well, jumping the gun. No, that's okay. I think I take way too many notes, I think. No, you're fine. But this episode, I was... Like I said, this is the last. This is the only episode that I've watched in this season, and I was so into it that I, I got a lot of notes. But I, it was hard for me to look away to type. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. well, I've got plenty for the both of us right. here. So, uh, the next thing I had, you already mentioned, the hatch door says quarantine on yeah. the back. Let's let's talk about that. Well, I mean, quarantine from the outside or quarantine 
to you know from the inside is like on the inside the door was marked quarantine so it was for the purpose of the person inside inside. so brought me back to the sickness that Mm -hmm. danielle talked about right okay Mm -hmm. and i just thought okay so this guy was quarantined to keep from getting sick on the island Uh but by who i mean not by danielle danielle killed her team you know unless it's Danielle's son. Right. Or her daughter. Or excuse me. Oh, no, never mind. It was yeah, a daughter. Alex. Or another kid that grew up there or something. Uh-huh. This, you know, I mean. Right. Man, see, I don't know. But <laughs> definitely he was quarantined to protect him from the outside. Right. Because it was written on the, on the underneath. Well, you could take it one or two ways. Either he was quarantined to protect him or, or protect it was quarantined others. to keep him in that hatch. But I mean, why would keep he? Keep him from wanting to why come would, out. Why would... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was getting at. It's like, I mean, he was probably not infected, I don't think, because right. why would they have to remind him, hey, by the way, you're quarantined, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you look at it from a positive approach, like his employer, whoever had him down there, uh-huh. just wanted to protect him, then yeah, you know, it was marked that way right. so he would be safe and sure. wouldn't go out. On the other hand, if he really wasn't quarantined and it was just put on there to keep him from wanting to go outside of that that's hatch. That's true, yeah. Like totally a, different. Yeah. It depends on who his employer is yeah. and what their intent is. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely um, one way or the other. Either they're trying to keep him in or there's something they're trying to keep him right. safe, safe well, from. And it definitely wasn't written on the outside, which, right. you know, gives me a lot of indication of what they were doing there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another mystery here, Shannon runs into the jungle after Vincent and mm-hmm. trips. When she gets up, she starts to hear the whispers. Yeah. Uh, then she sees Walt. Oh, yeah, Walt. This is a little different <clears throat> looking, though. He was totally drenched in water and talking backwards or talking weird. Something. Yeah, something. Now, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Walt, the- Walt had just been kidnapped. Do you think he escaped no, and no. was like running through the jungle? Do you think it was just like a vision of Walt? That was a something pair of. I don't know, some <laughs> kind of paranormal like. Right. It was not Walt because Walt wasn't Walt. He uh-huh. was acting very strange, speaking weird in water. It looked like it was almost. Yeah, it wasn't off like he just came out of the water. It's no. like it was something crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. Almost like if there was some like weird um, connection between her and Walt, and like for some reason Walt was floating in the water, and yeah. she was seeing she Walt was seeing, in front of her. Yeah, in a water water image type. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, so I I definitely don't think it was Walt in in person. Um, uh-huh. But I I I'm wondering why Shannon, unless but I mean he entrusted Vincent mm-hmm. with with Shannon. But I, I'm just thinking, and I wish I could hear. Kind of, I guess I wish I could hear that the what the whispers were saying at that point. Yeah, well, we could go there if you want, but no, I don't, I don't think anything. we want to go <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> okay, well, we'll move on for now. Okay. Um, a character bit here. Hurley tells Jack that he was in a psych ward. Yeah. And about how he heard the numbers from Lenny. Mm-hmm. Um, he also told him about playing the lottery and how he won. Um, you know, after Jack doesn't believe him, he tells him that his bedside manner sucks. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's just one more person now who's aware of Hurley's past, but we also find out for sure Hurley was in the psych ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why he's in the psych ward, we have no clue. No idea. I mean, he says, well, I'm not crazy. It wasn't crazy. And, you or know, he said, I'm not crazy. Or not crazy. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean he wasn't crazy, but it's he's true. not now. You know, That's true. He could have been at one point. 
But, um, yeah, no idea why he's there. But he did start going in the last couple episodes, going a little crazy with those numbers. He's, yeah. Every time he was nervous, he'd start saying them over and over mm-hmm. again. And if it wasn't for the fact that he heard about the numbers in the psych ward, I would think those are what drove him crazy. Yeah, for sure. But but who knows? Yeah, I don't know now. Uh, we see Jack in the hospital after, you know, Sarah's surgery, you know, while she's recovering. Uh-huh. Uh, we find out that Shannon's father was the man who hit Sarah, like we, like we mentioned. Right. Um, we find out that Sarah's back is broken and there's basically no chance of her being able to walk again. Right. Uh, Christian, who we see again, Jack's father, you know, gives him a talk about not being so negative about having a little more compassion for the people and how they're so much more likely to respond to hope, hope again, than they are, you know, the truth necessarily, you know? Mm -hmm. And of course, after that, it goes right back to Jack on the Island, giving this, you know, speech, getting everybody together, giving them some hope. Uh huh. So again, we, we talked about this early on in season one, <clears throat> how these flashbacks or these memories, whatever they are, affect the people in their current situation on the island. Remember yeah. how we talked about yeah, how it's we, like yeah, they're, they're actually going back to those things uh-huh. and they're not just remembering it? Oh, yeah, I do. But it, there's definitely a connection between the things that they are experiencing on the island and the the exact same timing with the flashbacks. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like we talked about, I think even mentioned then, it's like after they have these visions, it immediately changes right. their their uh, their person on the mm-hmm. island. So, um, yeah, I, I, it was kind of interesting to hear Christian um, talk yeah. about you know some positive things. Uh-huh. You know, all you've heard is negative, but talk about hope and all he has given Jack is crap you know for exactly. years exactly yeah like he's been handing out any of that hope to jack yeah all. you think yeah. if he actually practiced that way jack would have practiced uh-huh. similar right you know, but anyways side note um you know sarah's fiance is really concerned about the possibility of you know sarah being paralyzed for the rest mm-hmm. of her life you know he ends up bailing out you know leaving yeah. um of course you know later on the episode sarah asks, you know if he's here and you know jack says she ha- he hadn't seen him and all that yeah. stuff. yeah uh-huh. so it looks like I mean, the fiance bails out when she's in this situation. Yeah, I mean, as he's sitting there and Jack's talking to him, I just couldn't help to like think like this guy is not wanting what he's hearing. He's uh-huh. and he's going to leave. I mean, and I just you I don't know. Just for Sarah's standpoint, I just it felt it felt awful because mm-hmm. she, here she is in maybe a uh, you know paralyzed from the waist down, and now her fiance's bailing on her. She's not going to ever walk again. Yeah. You know, and then Jack goes in and I just got done telling her it's pretty much no chance. Yeah. But you have to wonder, I mean, you have to give the guy a little respect for, you know, if that was a true concern uh-huh. and he was like, I really don't know that I can live with this. Yeah. You know, it's better him bail out at that point than after sure. they're married. But sure. you have to wonder if the reason why Jack ended up marrying her is, is because, because of because part of that, mm-hmm. you know, he knew that her fiance bailed on her. Yeah. You know, obviously they had a really dramatic experience together as well with her miraculous healing, which we'll right. get to in a minute. But um, you have to wonder if that's part of it. Yeah, it's all too uh, coincidental, I guess, too much uh, coincidence there that, you know, he knows that she's about to get married. She wanted to dance at her wedding. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I'm sure yeah, he did it emotionally. That, yeah. yeah. You know, Sarah tells Jack, it's okay. I know I'm not going to be dancing anymore. Uh, but I can still roll around at my wedding. Right. And you're invited, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, and Jack says, I'm going to fix you. Yeah. Um, you but know, she, which, she also says that she's going to let him off the hook at that point, too. Is that when she says it? Yeah, because she brings him close. And at that yeah. point, she's like, I know you okay. made me a promise, but I'm letting you off the hook. Yeah, which is the third yeah. time that we've heard uh-huh. this. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, let's go back to that in a second here. Okay. Um, you know, of course, you know, Jack says, I'm going to fix you. And, you know, he looks up and all of the nurses and the other doctors <laughs> are kind of looking at him like he's a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like, <laughs> do you know what you're getting yourself yeah. into here? Yeah. But yeah, like you just said, um, you know, Rose mm-hmm. um, on the plane, Jack yeah. promised her, you know, to stay with her yep. until her husband, uh, I think Bernard, gets back from the bathroom. Right. And she tells him, you know, back on the beach a, a day or two later that she knows he made her a promise, but she's letting him off the hook. Right. And then Boone, you know, he promises he's going to save Boone. And just before Boone dies, he says the exact same phrase yeah. again. And then we find out that before either of them said that comment, Sarah made the comment to him. Yeah. Which explains why when, when Boone said it to him, he gave Boone a weird look. Yeah. Like, you know... How do you know that? I mean, how have you heard that phrase before? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it was very emotional for Jack. I mean, not only because of Boonlander, but now I see maybe more of a direct connection to his life. Because it was a very similar situation. Boone was hopeless, just like Sarah was hopeless. Yeah. And Jock, or your Jock. (laughs) He's a new guy. Yeah. His name's Jack. (laughs) The new Jack, who we'll now call Jock. (laughs) It's the French uh, version. Yeah. You know, Jack's standing over him, promising to fix him and doing absolutely everything he can, but again, fails just right. like he did with Sarah. Um, and maybe it's like Jack was hoping for another miracle. Right. For yeah. Boone. And, you know, he got that with Sarah, but didn't get it with Boone. Yeah. I, which was a shock uh, mm-hmm. that he did receive that. But Yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a, that scene in a minute. It might be next on my notes actually here. Nope, it isn't. Um, a mystery. You know, Locke is about to go down the hatch when Kate shows up. <laughs> yeah. And Kate says, I was expecting to find you halfway down by now. You know, Locke says, you know, I was waiting for you. Yeah. How did he know she was coming? You know, I don't know if she knows enough just in her character. I mean, that's kind of what I thought is like he, he just knew that. He knew her, she would be up for the challenge. Her and, curiosity and yeah. the fact that she's constantly got to go, mm-hmm. you know. That's true. She's yeah. Anytime there's a trek, she's she's on it. But I did just wonder because a lot being Locke, if mm-hmm. he had some kind of like nudging that she was going, you know. Right, yeah. And as she's being lowered, you know, a super powerful light light beam comes out of the hatch yeah. and shoots up into the sky and pulls her down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, doesn't seem real mysterious cause we know who's down there. Yeah. But we don't know what he is. Right. That's I mean, true. <laughs> he could be like an alien yeah. in a human's body or no something. No idea what he is. <laughs> yeah. But she, yeah, the light comes out, she's pulled in and yeah. <laughs> and then Locke goes down. Right. Um, yeah, there's the scene we listened to at the beginning. You know, we see Jack running the stands at the stadium. Yeah. He sees another man who's running quite a bit faster yeah. than, than he is. Competitive Jack. <laughs> and Jack uh, falls and the other man, you know, comes and helps him up and, and they start a conversation. Yeah. You know, the man tells Jack he's training for a race around the world. Right. Um, Jack tells him that he's trying to work a few things out. He's worried about Sarah and how he made a promise that he couldn't keep. Um, he told her he'd fix her and he failed. Uh, the man says, well, what if, what if you did fix her? Um, um, I, he's, Jack says, I didn't. Right. He says, well, so, what if you did? And, um, you know, he says, you don't believe in miracles, right? Right. And, um, you know, right. Well, um, I'm going to give you some advice anyway. You have to lift it up. Right. And Jack says, lift it up. And, um, 
Desmond kind of plays it off like, oh, your ankle. Right. You got to lift your ankle up. Exactly. But it seems like he was still talking about he the was, situation with Sarah. Exactly. Yeah, he actually, what Jack said, he goes, that would be an impossibility. And he's like, because that would take a miracle. And right. he goes, and you don't believe Oh, and you don't believe in miracles. Yeah. yeah. Same thing, kind of very similar to the destiny mm-hmm. point that that Locke Lock had made the episode right. before. It's like, you don't believe in destiny, but you know, but you will. You yeah. know, and it's like, you know, you don't believe in miracles, but you will. Right. You know, uh-huh. and, uh, and I dig, I mean, that whole, you got to lift it up is not his ankle, uh-huh. you know? Right. Um, and, but I thought, is he an angel? Mm-hmm. You know, he's got lifted up. Like he's got lifted up in prayer. You got to right. believe, you mm-hmm. know? So that's, that's where I went with that. And then, and then he made a comment as well. He said, uh, I'll see you, uh, what do you say? I'll see, see you, you in another, another life. life. Yeah. And that made me think that it was well, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and to me, I mean, I wrote this down later in my notes, but we can go ahead and talk about it. Um, you know, this we see this guy and we don't have a clue who he is at first. No. And, you know, he says a couple of interesting things, you know, so we know that this guy, Desmond, who was also the guy that was in the hatch. Yeah. Just so that's clear with everybody. How that um, happened, I'll never know. Yeah. This but guy, I my. mean, Jack sees him. You know, he's he's involved with Jack at a really important time in Jack's life, just yeah. after this whole thing with Sarah happens. He's training for a race around the world. Right. Which seems important or else they wouldn't have told us. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, basically trying to give Jack faith in in miracles, faith that, you know, something special could happen to Sarah. Yeah, definitely. And I find it really eerie that, you know, how Jack said, you know, I tried to fix her and I failed. And he said, well, what if you did fix her? Uh-huh. Almost like, I'm going to give you the chance to see, you know, or to believe, you know, that you did fix her. Yeah. What would you do? Yeah. If you did fix her. Right. And to me, it's almost like Desmond's intervening yeah. in some way. Like he's saying, well, you know, you may think you failed, but what if you didn't? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I took it as. And it's so interesting that, yeah, he's involved with Jack at this important time, but then he ends up being the same guy who's down in that hatch Yeah. for who knows how long working for who, who, you know, we don't know who it is. Yeah, exactly. And there's just something crazy about it. Yeah. I don't understand the connection there at all. I don't understand because I mean, like I said, in the stadium, it left me to believe he's some kind of divine uh-huh. intervention type guy, you know, some angel. And then I see him in a hatch and he's some type, he's some type of obviously athlete still. Yeah. He injects himself with something. Right. Uh, we saw that. And then he's also working for somebody or it has something going on on that island. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, did he get obtained whenever he was doing his race around the world? Did he right. run that there and get uh-huh. taken in? And Yeah, that's true. Maybe he, he was on this race. I mean, obviously he can't run around the world. Right. So, so you know, it was made of boat race, plane race, right. something. Maybe he was pulled to that island too. Exactly. Just like everybody else. And that's, that was my only, only thought is like he had, maybe he was there during that race. But the thing is, even if that is the case, even if he was brought to that island, mm-hmm. what a coincidence that he's this guy that Jack oh, met yeah. up with way back in the, or not, maybe it wasn't way back. I forget if we have a timeline. Um, it's fairly, we do. It's fairly, we do. yeah. Like, uh. Oh, I cannot remember now, but yeah, it's been with like a year or two. A couple of years. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to think. I was thinking it was a couple of years. So yeah, it's just been a couple of year or two uh, that he saw Desmond before. Yeah. And now he's seeing him again. Yeah. And he recognizes him right, right. away. Uh-huh. You know, and 
I couldn't believe it when I, I saw that it was the him, but it's a totally different Desmond. Right. Not the nice, let's sit down and talk about your ankle. Right. And He's miracles. holding a gun to Locke's head. Yeah. Holding him basically captive. Um, which I think that brings me to the next point here. You know, Jack goes down to start exploring the hatch. Right. Uh-huh. Um, there's some interesting things that happen there. Um, it shows a couple of like five gallon buckets that are filled with like concrete or something. Yeah, They're something. all built up against the wall. Right. Um, and he leans over to look and it pulls his key. Yeah, it's like, like a necklace. magnet. Like a, like a magnetic, magnetic pull. pull. Yeah. Um, so it, it made me instantly think of the whole magnetic anomaly of the me island. Me too, yeah. Like maybe that hatch is closer to that magnetic anomaly mm-hmm. uh, than they are up on the surface. Right. Uh, which was interesting. Um, he finds a large dome-shaped room filled with old computer equipment. Yep. Like we mentioned earlier. Um, one of the items is an old computer, which we saw earlier Desmond get onto it and type in something and hit execute. Yeah. Uh, just then Locke steps up and he's being held at gunpoint, you know, by Desmond. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Locke seems to know that this guy means business. Cause he's like, he said, told, told, I wouldn't do that. Jack. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Jack. <laughs> and, and just also he's, he's not like trying to play the game right at this moment. He's uh-huh. just kind of like, okay, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, then of course, um, we had this, the great scene with Jack at the, you know, back at the bedside of Sarah after her surgery yeah. and finally tells her that he, he wasn't able to fix the problem and, you know, she's going to be paralyzed from her waist down for the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, of course, you know, she thinks he's joking because, you know, she says, how come I can wiggle my toes? Oh. Uh, and uh, Jack finds out that a miracle has occurred and she will not be paralyzed. Yeah, definitely. I think if I were a doctor, I'd probably be like Jack because he cries all the time. Mm-hmm. And like I cry all the time in the show. So I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to be okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was so, it was so awesome. It just, she like, you're yanking my chain, right? Right. You know, because she could, you know, do the things that he knew she would never do again. Right. And that, that scene right there is one of the scenes that hooked me on this show. Like, and that tells you the quality of the writing is, I mean, I didn't know who either one of these people were right. when I watched this episode the first time, but I, there was like an instant connection to those people. Like I didn't know who Sarah was. I didn't right. care who she was or whether she was paralyzed or not, yeah. or I didn't know who Jack was you're and his an issues. You're awful person. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're paralyzed, sucks to be. Yeah. You know? I'm going for a run. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it really just sucked me in instantly. It's like in a matter of, you know, a half hour. I knew Jack well enough to be yeah. invested in what he was experiencing. And it was just amazing. A great scene. I was trying to think of it from your perspective. You watched that, that episode. You knew the whole time what was down in the hatch. So it was kind of like a, it was a big spoiler for you. I'm sure. No, no. I mean, yeah, it was, it was once I went back and watched season yeah, one, one, that's what I meant. And I knew that whole time what was down. You're in just the like, hatch. gosh, just a guy down there. But it made it really interesting because I was imagining from the mo- from the episode where they found that hat, uh-huh. I was imagining this guy down there living there the whole time. Oh, that's true. Like the whole time they're there. Um, I think I even remember whenever the lock is, you know, yelling at it because Boone died and, yeah. and the light came on. I even remember thinking about them like, well, that was probably that guy down there turned the light on. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered that's, I did think about that when that light came on, bringing this back to that. Like, I wonder what that guy was doing. Just looking to see what was going on up there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's, he's like probably banging here. on. He he's like banging on it. The guy's like, what the heck? You know, yeah. <laughs> Who's guy up there? yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he flips the light on kind of like, you know, what is that? You know, looking up, but at it's it. that same light that 
Sight. Well, that. I don't think so. I mean, that light that came out of the top of it was like super bright white. And it was That's, like shooting up into the sky. But what other light would have? I mean, maybe a flash. Well, maybe flight. they've just got like a light bulb in the tunnel, <laughs> so <laughs> so you can climb there the stairs <laughs> without falling down. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I it's if he did turn on a light, then boom or lock saw to the bottom of the shaft. No, not necessarily. Not if it was a super bright light. Or he or, couldn't see anything. You don't think? Yeah, like it would be bright enough that all you could see was the white glow, and that would be it. I was like, okay, guys, if you couldn't see anything, then that would be okay. But if you could see, then he knew the ladder was broke. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he could and see. Say, then he was just or else to, he would have said, you know, Jack, you know, before we go down there, I just remembered seeing that the ladder was broken. Well, <laughs> so. I'm just saying he didn't care about it. Like, Jack made the point. You don't. It's not about us getting in the hatch. It's about us saving these people. Right. And our lock's like, yeah, yeah, right. that's, that's, right, that's yeah. exactly what it is. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, maybe he saw the broken ladder and still was like, we got to get this dynamite. Uh-huh. You know, I don't right. know, make it more of it than it is. But and what else did you have from the episode? Oh man, I I mean that's pretty much the gist of it. But um, I can't wait to find out why that dude's in in there uh-huh. and what what's going on with him. But right, yeah, and how long he's been down there, why he's down there, if he's involved in any way with these others, yeah. if he knows who they're even there. Yeah, where Just, Kate's at. Yeah. You know, I mean. Right, what his computer does when yeah, he types things into it. Exactly. And, yeah, there's definitely some interesting things to come. But mm-hmm. but it does it does change the dynamic of the show, don't you think, mm-hmm. that there's, there's this guy who's there on that island who oh, looks yeah. like he's been working there. Yeah. It's not just an abandoned island somewhere. No, and he's totally not like um, – He's not like the others we saw. Mm-hmm. He's not like Danielle. He's a total different type of person. Right. That we've not seen. Yeah. Yet. I mean, he's wearing a uniform. He's yeah. got guns. He's clearly set up to be down there for a long period of time. And with he all seems stuff. content. Yeah. So. And yeah. he's got his, I mean, I even noticed he had a, his little booth where he could sit and eat and he had like a window that had like fake light. Yeah, exactly. That's it. what I thought it was. It was just like, come. I mean, it was obviously the artificial light to make him think he was looking outside but but I right. did wonder because he was playing records from like the 70s right I was like is this because this is what he had when he went down there mm-hmm. or you know and he took well yeah there? the fact that there's even a record machine down there in the first place tells you it's been down there for a long time yeah yeah I mean so matter of fact we should check out that scene and see what things we can pull out yeah and just uh, make notes of, of the, all the different things that we see in that clip here pull let's it take, up let's take a look There's a computer beeping. Uh-huh. All right. Let's see. So it looks like he's in, okay, he's in, bunk, he's in a bunk bed yeah, there. He's got bunk beds. It's kind of built into the wall. Yeah. And the computer desk. The computer. And he's typing. And he's Something. using all number keys. Yeah. Execute. Execute. Definitely 60s style. Yeah, it's a 60s, 70s type. <laughs> Records, lamp. record player, lava lamp. Lava lamp, lamp yeah. I don't know what this song is, but I wish I kind of knew. It's uh, Make Your Own Kind of Music by... Washing his dishes, got running water, clean running water. To see 
kind of old uh, exercise equipment. Yeah, exercise weights. And newer washer and dryer. Yeah, definitely. Like almost brand new. Yeah. See, this place is like set up to live in for sure. Uh-huh. It's not clothes, one. Fresh fruit. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And I guess it could be canned, but yeah. Yeah. Some type of injection. Right. There was a lot of it in there, too. It yeah. wasn't just like one day's injections. You guys uniform? Mm-hmm. Like really new guns? Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second here, too. Telescopes look in the mirrors. Right. A symbol on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, twice if you see it. Okay. Three times. Okay. So yeah, there's there's some crazy interesting stuff going on yeah. here. Of course we mentioned, you know, a lot of the fixtures in the room, like he has a reel to reel recorder. Yeah. From probably the, you know, seventies or eighties. Right. Um, records, a record player, lava lamp, uh, washer and dryer, modern washer mm-hmm. and dryer, Very brand modern. new. Um, you know, the blender, which, you know, could be new or old. It's kind of hard to tell. Right. Um, the older exercise bike has weights, um, you know, cabinet full of medicine, modern guns. It looked to me like the hatch is old. It's been there a long yeah. time, but it's been updated with modern equipment. Yeah, me too. So it's like that hatch has been there and it's been used for a long time. Right. Yeah. And they've updated things as they've needed. To. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the stuff that he has down there, either from, I mean, I like you know he's he's doing his laundry. He's got a, like a plethora of like mm-hmm. downy and stuff up on the yeah, thing. You right. know, it's like somebody's been supplying him with these things, mm-hmm. food and and all this stuff somehow. I right. mean, it's not like he can make. I mean, he's not making his own detergent and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's you know it's <laughs> it's like store bought nowadays right. stuff. Uh-huh. So, so he's got a supply coming from somewhere. Somewhere. So there are there's somebody either flying or you know bringing a ship yeah, exactly. to that island on a regular basis to yeah. keep him supplied with things. Yep. Which is interesting. I mean, there's that, there's got to be somebody coming. Yeah. And I wha- mean, he had like two or three bottles of, of detergent. Exactly. You know that that might last one person. I would maybe, oh, maybe a few months. No, no, maybe. You know, one for one person with you know all of his. Yeah, he's uniforms. not doing a whole lot of laundry anyway, so. But yeah, it's it's interesting, and plus we mentioned the symbol. We see a, a symbol, the same symbol, three mm-hmm. three or four different times, maybe even five or six, mm-hmm. on the front of the medicine cabinet. I think it might even have been on some of the bottles of the medicine. Mm-hmm. On his clothes, it's right on the the, the breast of his uh, jumpsuit. Right, and on the wall, it's yep. stenciled onto the wall, and it's like an, all we know about it so far is it's an octagon shape. Yeah, with lines through the middle of it, and then some design in the middle of it. Right. Um, but yeah, we just, we definitely know he's working for somebody Most and, definitely. and the branding of whoever this company or person is, is all over that, that hatch. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be uh, probably the name of the company is race around the world. 
and he's saying I'm training <laughs> I'm for training race, for race, race around, around the world. world. <laughs> yeah. Like you would say, I'm, I'm training for Walmart and yeah, exactly. he was training for race around the, the world. world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, I mean, I, I think that's about all we can pull out that's of this it. one. That's it. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. We're excited to be on a new season of Lost here and uh, looking forward to all the wonderful mysteries we're going to run into. Friday, we'll be discussing Adrift, which is the second episode from season two of Lost. Until then, you all have a great day, and we will talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.